on the rip. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. My name is Gav. I'm Ari. And you are tuned in once again to the On, on The, the Rave podcast. How's it going, Addy? It's been a, a, a blurry week since Fractal. It has. But, uh, we're pulling the shit together now. It it's has. Good. Um, hopefully, you would have tuned in and heard the first of the Fractal shows by now. Well, fantastic, did. fantastic. Thank you, Mike Technos, for an amazing, amazing show. And thank you to Ellis for putting more on a Fractal. Because yes. uh, we had a proper class time, but we didn't Maybe. quite get to say goodbye and thank you because of all the hoo-ha at the end. Yeah. And getting into a rather expensive yeah. taxi. What a, a twenty pound seven pound journey. A twenty pound seven pound journey that he wouldn't start up like just what what a bell end. We just wanted to get home though, yeah, didn't we? We, we just out. wanted to get home and pass out. Uh Andy, guess what? What? It's Raver's Choice. Oh, you know who's won this week? Uh no, I don't, but I think you're gonna tell us. It's Jordy I. Ah, from Facebook and that. Yes, from the Facebook. Uh, he did pick rather a lot of records, so he had a better chance than everybody else. But this is one You've of my... You've got to accumulate to speculate, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is also one of my favourites. That's why probably why it would. Right. Uh, Ilza Gold, Flo, Flon, Nons, the Chicago mix. Right. Banging. Let's go. Oh, 
muchacho y un tonquinero. Baitu, 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 baitu. was Ravas choice I'd even remind everyone what it was that was Ilza Gould for Blonde Nons the Chicago mix and it was a stinky banger that like uh, and speaking of reminding it's my turn to remind everybody uh, uh, that you can catch us on Twitter at On The Rave you can catch us on Facebook at On The Rave you can catch us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash On The Rave you can that, catch us on that, that was my favourite until it, the booted were off again this, uh, this yeah yeah YouTube don't like us at the minute like what, what a track to get booted yeah, well, that's it. The one that you'd imagine people would want. You know what I mean? It's yeah. this, one of the smaller bands who you'd imagine would want more people to listen to their music. It's the one that kicked Flagged with. on it. Flagged Never on mind. Um, you'll just have to put up with the mix there. If anyone's having any problems with Podbean, I have had a couple of people report issues with it. Get in touch with where we can send you the whole shows. We've got them all here. I've yep. got them all in back catalogue. Just get where on the rave at gmail.com and I'll send anything we can over to you. E Addy, guess what? What's that, Kevin? E Addy, we've got another one of those guests on another the day. Another guest. Another I one. It was just found the way here. It was. It just got spoiled on Facebook as well. I know. People, people, Spoilers. People discovered who it was before we uh, intended them to know. But never mind. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, they don't know when it's coming out, though. They don't know when it's coming out. Like, do, do we know when it's coming? No, no, we no, don't. No, we don't even know when it's coming out next. So Probably um, around Christmas. But sitting across the way from us is DJ Smith. Glenn, how's it going? Hello there. How are you? Uh, Very good. Yeah, good, good. It's good to have you on. You, you like li- literally the most requested person we've had since we started the podcast. Like everyone just says, get some earphones, get some earphones, get some earphones. I just call you Blue Bell in the whole time. Thank you very much, Ali. Blue Bell. Observing this, I took a while to get here. Yeah, well, to get to the deepest, darkest uh, back ends of Biker, you know, just no one comes here voluntarily, do they? No. Biker. That's the first time I've been now on this steep end of the tune, like. Is it? It's the lovely, lovely end of the tune. You know what it is like of a night time. Just when you just behind this row of houses, you can see right down over the river and it's lush. Yeah, lush view. Um, but you can only go out over night time because if you go out during the day, you'll get your trainers nicked and everything. Like it's oh, just right. a, it can be a nightmare into your like. Ah, that's why I came out here with my slippers on. Well, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about you? I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast today will know what it is you do. But for for the uninitiated, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Uh, I think I'm mostly known for playing Gabba or Tara or French goals. It's branched out to be these days. All of the Fuck names. Off. All of the names. <laughs> Started these in 1991 in a club called Walkers in Newcastle. Way. <laughs> uh, played a few squad parties and ran little places until around 1994 when I played a judgment day. I got me big break. So, that 25 years ago, I would say. 25 years ago. Bloody hell, he's been doing it for he's been doing it for longer than I've actually been out raving, which is terrifying. Twenty five next year, twenty five years of ding. Twenty five years of ding, amazing. Oh, there's got to be some sort of like memor not memorial, that's the wrong word. Some sort of we'll have to get you get like like a testimonial match organised for you. Aye. For, for for that, we'll, we'll see if we can get Meng and Deng to come along and commentate. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. Uh, can't be a bit of Meng and Deng. Like. Can't be a bit of Meng and Deng. It's uh, that's one of the, it's one of my favourite bits of a pay per view these days. <coughs> that's what you're waiting for, isn't it? It is. Meng and Deng. Actually, no, Megan coming on. Oh, everyone, get your camera ready. Um, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll just roll straight in and we'll ask you about your early influences in music. So, who was it? Who was who was it? Who was playing music in the house? Well, as far as back I remember, didn't want to be a gangster, but <laughs> there was just music on constantly in the house. All my right. My dad were big music fans. Right. Uh, I remember Sunday afternoons, I was sitting down having a. Sunday's dinner or something on retro radio called Mentions or something or Remembers. And I'm I was not like, sure. oh, you probably weren't alive then. I, uh, <laughs> I definitely wasn't listening to the radio. In the eighties, late eighties, and uh, there just the radio was on all the time. And remember, me and my dad listening to Barry Manilow and Tom Jones. Oh, whole sorts. My dad liked ALO. All right, I don't Probably mind. A bit of like I don't yellow, mind a like, bit of yellow. Yeah. Like I don't mind. It's a, definitely a lot better selection than what my father had on. Like yeah. so. Mr. Blue Sky is a favourite of mine. Remember? It's a, a uh, banger tune, yeah. We do, we do. I, I like the yellow that's like geared into the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Um, at the very start, the big scene with the yellow playing. It's great. All right, aye. Aye. You're okay. not seeing Guardians of the Galaxy. Nah. Oh, shite! There you go. Right. That's me just exposing people's uh, lack of film watching, maybe. Um, no, nah, well, you listen to tunes, don't you? And that's what people Aye. people seem to do, one or other. So, like, <laughs> what other artists do you remember playing from that sort of time? Uh, Dad was at the James Last, some musical composer guy. Right. I, that the name rings a bell, but I couldn't say. No, nah. clueless me, like James Last. Swedish. I remember all the vinyl and clicking through the vinyl all the time that lad, and and he's. Pop hits of the seventies and all that that they had with sexy women on the on the covers. Ah, so did he, so he collected vinyl as well. 
Aye. Aye, it's probably where you've got your uh, habit of collecting them all from. Probably, yeah, probably yeah. It's what it's burned onto us, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. At least at least you've got a rhyme and reason for it. Aye. He, he, James Last is a German composer, apparently. A German composer? German, yeah. Sounds like someone who you would have heard doing, like, the soundtracks to Doctor Who or something like that. He looks a bit like your fucking favourite uncle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Um... So, like, of all of this early stuff that you were listening to, is there only, like, one particular artist that stood out above anyone else? Not really, no. It's just a mixture of everything, with what I was hearing in the house and everything like that. And then I remember, like, uh, almost every song on the radio and every, every song on Top of the Pops was all love songs. Yeah, yeah. Even it wasn't them, in, 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 the, in the in the eighties, it was. It was all it was all either love songs or hate songs. Right. They were all aimed at a woman, and it was either "I really want you, woman" or "Get away, woman." Which was like the general vibe of most of the music in the eighties, wasn't it? Ah, it's weird, eh? Yeah. And I just remember like hearing stuff like that, and I was like, like well into music at the time, and just listening to the stuff, and then all of a sudden this guy called Adam Ann came around. Oh, aye. And I heard Stanley deliver on top of the pops or the radio or something. And thought, wow, this tune's amazing. Yeah. It's not about love. It's about some guy like robbing somebody and pinching like bracelets off women and all that. Yeah. Thought, wow, this is fantastic. Something a little bit different. Aye. Aye. It's always the ones that are a little bit different that stood out. I think that's why Bowie stood out to me. Like he always just looked a little bit different to anything else that was on at that sort of time. Aye. Um, and Adam Man's just another one of those ones that, just like. He gets older, but he still stays the same, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the recent performances of him on, on uh, Buzzcocks and stuff like that, and he's still just sharp as a tack, like... Oh, has he had a any of that? Oh, yeah. Last uh, time he played Townsend, he was in with us, I suppose, beforehand, I bumped into him. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, is that... <laughs> is that kayfabe? What, is that, no, no, is it was that... really, yeah, yeah, it was just like... There's lots of Adam Ann fans... He was just drinking in Wetherspoons? Yeah, yeah, there was lots of Adam Ann fans around him, were just like, is that Adam Ann, or is it someone dressed like Adam Ann? And it was just... Adamant at the bar at Spoons, Mile Castle. Get in, that's hilarious. Just like, well, this is around the corner from things, so I uh, maybe. I from the City Hall. Yeah. I was from, uh, he was at the O2. He was at the O2. Ah, right, bloody hell. Well, yeah, yeah, classy. Uh, he's obviously a classy man to go with his classy music. <laughs> so, for the early influences section on the On the Road podcast, um, uh, this is Prince Stand and Deliver. Prince, Prince. Adam Ant. Oh no, it's definitely Adam Ant standing the It's not. Oh yeah, it's Adam Ant the Ant standing and deliver.
that was Adam and the Ants stand and deliver. It definitely Ooh. wasn't Prince, and I, and I understand you've got a bit of a story to tell about that track. Ah, this was also the first vinyl ever bought. Ah. Saturday afternoon down Boots of all places in Gated when they used to sell vinyl. Boots. That's it. That's a. There's a revelation for your fat fans. I know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that Boots would ever have sold vinyl. I, I can't bought, see Boots. I bought my first vinyl from Woolworths. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, I bought my first vinyl from Woolworths. Mine was uh, Right Said Fred. Um, <laughs> is what it was. Go on, you little. Sorry, sorry, the cat trying to break into the room there. Oh. Tearing oh. up animals. animals. Also bought a copy comments. of uh, Sperm Date. Oh, no women allowed from uh, from Woolworths as well. No way. Yeah. Oh, mine was 25 quid from Tracks. That's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was super cheap. Yeah. I think it was 4.99 or something like that. Bloody <laughs> hell. So, um, we'll move swiftly on and start talking about uh, finding your own feet. So, yes. when you started finding your own feet in music, what sort of thing was it you were listening to? Well, Adam and the Ants, well, I came around about 1981. So Adam and the Ants was like the first sort of like group or guy that I sort of got into. Aye. Remember I got an album, Prince Charming. Prince and then, Charming. And then, oh, yeah, then sort of rap music started coming around. Aye. And Adam and the Ants, Ants done a track called Ant Rap. So that, that was like... I don't remember that. What, how bad was the Ant Rap? Or was it actually brilliant? I'm guessing it was shite. <laughs> I'm guessing it was very, very shit. I reckon it was definitely of its time, was it? Uh, it was like sort of buried into one of the... I'm definitely putting this on a link on the page <laughs> around the time that this drops. Uh, it Amazing. Was buried somewhere on the second side of his uh, Prince Charming al- al- album. Oh, right, okay. One of the one of the little hidden B-sides uh, that maybe should have remained hidden. I saw that was there. That was my first introduction to rap and then... Adamant was your introduction to rap. That was on you, isn't it? Right, amazing. Hip hop pioneer. Adamant. <laughs> and then uh, after that, they sort of got all these naughty raps with Kenny Everett. Remember Snot Rap? Oh, okay, yes. well, I remember Kenny Everett. Like, I don't really remember Snot Rap, but. Snot Rap was quite good. I said Snot. Oh, dear. And then sort of, I was like listening to the, the chart shows on Sunday afternoon, stop the pops chart shows and whatever it was on Radio 1, then. Then shook a corn, remember I'll feel, I feel for you with Melly Mel. Yeah, I, so rap sort of something get more sort of serious in my eyes. Gotta love Shaka Khan. Pegs yep. had no, not Pegs. No, no, it was Sandy. Sandy. Sandy had a big shout out for Shaka oh, Khan on yes, his set because um, he was retweeted. Um, when right. Prince, well, I see this is why Prince was supposed to come up. This is why it's in my head because uh, he was retweeted by Shaka Khan when Prince died, um, uh, and him and Shaka so Khan have remained was, quite um, pally since. It was yeah, retweeted by Shaka Khan's DJ. Somebody the glove. Oh, Chris the glove. Yeah. Well, he was a DJ for Ice T as well. Yeah, he was. Um, and was apparently now him and Sadie are quite friends. No, um, Tibetan Jam. Right. Uh, that's what the one he did. Oh, so that's actually as that's my next thing. Um, Breakdance the movie, nineteen eighty four, with Ice T in the glove. Yeah. Well, Breakdance <laughs> the movie, fucking hell. I remember watching that, but it was a long time after 1984 when I was watching it. Like, uh, I can't remember seeing the pictures, queuing up for it. Sort of Smurf was spinning on his lips. Uh, I spinning yeah. on my neck. And then after that, I was like breakdancing, spinning around on my neck and everything like that, and walking around streets with my lino and Chris Packett's uh, boxes all spread out on the floor. Oh, the cereal boxes, so you could do your breakdancing on it. Well, those are crisp boxes. Remember, you could so get a crisp box and sort of open it all out, and it's quite big. Yeah. So mm. stick a few of them together with sellotape and walk around the streets and break dance and challenge other people on other streets. Is that really, <laughs> really, you were probably one of those breakers? Oh, yeah, one of those early, early... Around, around the streets of, the mean streets of Gateshead. Uh, Amazing. All the green breakers. 
whole don't. agree and break us. Really? Oh, do you know, I, want, I'm like, I really wish this sort of thing was all on you. You know, it's, <coughs> you wish YouTube was around like 20 years earlier so all of this sort of thing was captured. Like, I'd love to watch videos of you back in the time, like oh, with your, okay. in your Adidas going out to go and break as well. It wasn't Adidas then, it was a night jacket. And they had all the troop trainers and troop jackets and things like that. Now you're talking. Bloody hell. I remember sitting there one time, my mum had this big old Singer sewing machine. I got a big piece of big piece of cloth and white, and I cut out all the green breakers, H-A-R-L-O-J-O-W green breakers. Sewed them on the back of my top, this blue tracksuit top I had. Oh, it's just like every high vis I've ever had. I never managed to stitch them on straight, but I've got all the old T-shirts ripped up and stitched onto them, like so. Aye, that's Aye. It, if they were put on straight, it wouldn't look as authentic. It wouldn't look as homemade, would it? Aye, it's better. <laughs> Amazing. More edgy. Um, so, like, what sort of artists were were playing while you were break dancing then? Well, break dancing as well as people like Egyptian Lover. Oh, class. Aye. So we have live band phase. He was amazing. Oh, the, the, only, the only time I've ever seen Luke producer uh, geek out over anyone, and he was just there with a big pack selection of Egyptian lover records to get signed by, oh, like just proper fanboy <laughs> out. It's amazing when people who like who have got such esteem fan out over someone like that as well. It's amazing. I love he, that sort of thing. Did he DJ live or did yeah. he, did he sing and all that as well? Did the vocals? No, he was oh, just DJing. Yeah, oh, right. it's oh, pretty good. Did. I think it was the band face that was in Cornwall. Oh, the um, the little one in the village I in the middle of nowhere. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I could be wrong. Right. Where everyone had wrong. where everyone had to get a bus to the lake, to the to the sea. Yes. Yeah, we had to get a bus. We had to get a bus to the sea. Terrible. Um, it yeah, you know what it is. It, it, it was what you made of it. I slept the whole Sunday. I know. Uh, people repeatedly tried to wake us up, and I just wouldn't get up. And then I woke up on the Monday and went, "Come on, everyone, let's go and see FX Twin." And we were like, "No, no, no that, that was yesterday." Yeah, you were a complete day late. Uh, <laughs> it's time to go home. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, th and then I found a bottle of rum that wasn't mine as well. I got told off. I Never was, mind. I was being naughty in the car park and stealing people's drinks. So I don't know. Like, go around just picking up bags and then put them by the coach for us. <laughs> in full on tinker mode. Yeah. That's what happens at Bankface. Give us acid and fucking. before I get on a coach trip. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I think I got on the coach to Sheffield after that and ended up trying to hitchhike from Sheffield back. Ugh. Yeah. It's one of those, one of those ones, one of those stories there. Um, so what else was playing? Well, sorry, we deviated a bit there, didn't we? we? Did. So what else was playing while you were breakdancing then? Was uh, there any other artists that stood out? Yeah, Captain Rock. Don't know if you heard of that guy. Uh, he um, same sort of era, nineteen eighty-five. His raps are quite funny. Right. So was it all sort of the comedy rap stuff that you were attracted to? Would you say or? I think it was. I you had the serious side, like World Class Wrecking Crew, Doctor Dre's old band. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. Cut the classics there made us juice and their their surgery. Some of my favourite old school tunes. Ah. Um so yeah, it was electro, electro was like quite harsh and sort of It was wasn't mel as, melodic it, and Yeah, it wasn't quite as polished as Electro is these days, was it? Oh, that's quite um, but uh, but there was something about that early electro that was really like absolutely banging. I mean, if you're going back that far, you can look at things like Rocket as well, uh, which was just um, Herbie Hancock just absolutely blaring that one out. And that isn't that the first tune that ever played Scratching live on air? Do I remember that being? There? I think I've seen a news that rings a bell, uh, thing from the time seeing that. Yeah, yeah, a news thing like that. So if you had to like wind it down to just one tune. To talk about yeah, finding of your own feet in music. What tune would it be that you'd go for? Well, I think it would be moving on from electro. 
um, I like to also do more than the hip hop. Yeah, yeah. And I was listening to the, this radio station on Radio One every Friday night called Jeff Young's Big Beat. Right, okay. Listen to all the new hip hop stuff, sitting there and we tape and record and everything like that. Sit pausing and recording? I pausing and recording. Yes, and amazing. Sort of make me all mixtape up and sort of re recording everything the next day, so it's like your kind of mixtape thing. Yeah, polishing it, polishing it all up so you could uh, just play it on your uh, on your beatbox. R.I.P. Radio Rahim and all that. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Walkman. Your Walkman. Your Walkman. Oh. One of them Walkman with the orange, orange headphone things. Oh, with the with the bit of metal that strapped them together. Oh, God, them horrible things. Yeah, you remember we catching your hair in there. Catching your hair in them all the time. As soon as you said metal things, I was just like, catching your hair, that's yeah. how that's right. Something nip your chicken, like nip your and all that, that metal thing. Aye. Aye. It's funny that like the labels used to put you, and now you get headphones these days with the lovely big soft padded cushions for your ears and stuff like that. Uh, well, oh, no, they don't, don't know. Plastic. Oh, they don't know what it was like to have all of the hairs on the inside of your hair ripped out every time you try to readjust them on the bus or oh, something like that. Or when you, or, or, like, having to wear them on your hat, like, to avoid nipping, nipping yourself and just, just, yeah, the bastards. Uh, yeah. So, what tune was it you were saying about there? Uh, so, listen to the hip hop and then um, Jeff Young sort of being house music and soul and R and B and all that. Yeah. Then one time he played this tune called. Yo Yo Get Funky by Fast Daddy. Fast Daddy. Which was the first, class as the first hip house tune. Right, okay. So that was a crossover between rap and house and acid. And that was when I flipped and just started getting the hip house and acid and techno. Ah, so that's when, so that was the tune that sort of changed it for you from listening to the hip hop to going more, uh, more sort of digital. You know, I'm going to say digital. It might have been analog, electro these those days, but, you know, more digital sounding music. Like, yeah. Well, synthesized, yeah. Synthesized, yeah. That's the word. That's the Bobby Dazzler. I was still into like Public Enemy and Big Daddy Kane and Run DMC around them times, but I was like freer and more towards like hip house and acid and techno. Sweet. Right. Well, I think that there's no better tune to fill that gap for everyone uh, than to play Yo Yo Get Funky by Fast Eddie. Let's Woo! do it. I'm being sincere, cause I know you love this party atmosphere So don't you 
So that was Yo Yo Get Funky by Fast Eddie from 1988 and that was Smurfs uh, finding his own feet tune. Um, uh, what we'll do is we'll move swiftly on to the first rave memory section, Addy. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, where was the first rave that you went to and have you got any memories about it? The first rave I went to I didn't get in. Way <laughs> turned away at the door, little Smurfy. Oh dear, how old were you? 17. And what, someone else's ID or just no ID? Just... Winging just it, too young. winging it, just too, too young. young. Well, he looked twelve when he was thirty-two, so. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. Been counting backwards for ten years. Wait, so the second rave memory. Like, <laughs> like, looks like an underage Jimmy Somerville. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, so, like, obviously, if you got rejected from your first attempted rave, so what was your actual first rave you managed to get into? First rave I went to was a 1990 rave called Buttalogi in Middlesbrough. Oh, there's a blast from the past. Buttalogi? Buttalogi, I remember, obviously, I was still too young to go to anything like that at the time, but I remember walking up, where was from, Dean Street, uh, and seeing the Buttalogi thing, like, flyer that was like pasted a... to the wall, it was, like, white. A white flyer. Like a butterfly logo. Yeah. Right. It was like all worn off because it was like years and years after, but it was still there, just there. All right. Ah. It's a purple one. Was it like in a doorway? Just in the inside of a doorway? I'm, I'm wait, by the way, fans, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the, the shape of a doorway I mean, for our <laughs> visual podcast that we're doing. Too. Looks like he's watching Windows. We're not watching Windows. Either that or he was doing the whole uh, wipe on, wipe off karate kid thing <laughs> that I like. More of the movies of the time. So, um, did you get a bus through the Middlesbrough, or was there a bunch of you got on the train? I there was a bus going from a minibus from Newcastle. I didn't know anybody at all on it. Right. I stood there from 1990, I went to by myself. I was Com- a lone raver. Completely, completely on your bill, a lone didn't raver. Know, didn't know anybody in the bus. I think I've only ever done that once in my lifetime, and it was it definitely wasn't like... It was definitely a lot further into my rave career than like one of the first ones I ever managed to actually get to. Like, oh, man. So... I remember I sitting on the bus and I shit myself. Some nuts was on the bus with um, some roller skates around her neck. She was right. like, uh, can I buy some pink champagne? Do you want to buy some A's? And I was like, shit, the bus is for the junkies. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on the bus, so I, my hands were shaking. I was like, fucking hell, fucking hell. She's like, do you want to be in a raffle to get some pink champagne? I was like, eh, oh, okay, then I'll, maybe I'll be drink some champagne, yeah. Uh, oh, you so drink, like, drink some champagne. Pound for the so five, five pound for the raffle. Yeah. Then I realised that was speed. Pink speed. Oh, lovely. I don't want to be junky. I don't want to be junky. <laughs> anyway, I didn't win. So you I didn't win. That. Right, okay. So we got down to Middlesbrough. There's this big warehouse. A place called Eston. Eston. And I was standing outside. And I remember here on um, screen by Primal Screen. Right. Or loaded, sorry. Loaded by Primal Screen. I was thinking, wow, that's a bit weird. I might want to be in a rave. And then I just walked in. This huge warehouse. I remember walking in. Just about 2,000 people dancing in this warehouse. Two bouncy castles. <laughs> huge stage. I was just like, this lovely smell of smoke machines, all that. I've never experienced anything like that before. And it was just incredible. People dancing around. People were shaking my hand and hugging us. I'm like, what's going on here? Right. Seeing this big muscle guy I used to go to school with, and he's hugging us, like, oh, hi, we're on Glenn. I was seeing some school. I'm like, wow, oh, what's going on here? Everybody's too friendly. Yeah, yeah. So you like. Little did I know what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, junkies, yes. a lot of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll catch us doing that. Just, yeah. test, yeah. just testing. Just testing the water. Just testing the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> So what went on at this first big rave then? Um, it took us about three hours to get the courage to go and dance. Really? I just stood in the corner by myself, hands like almost water, like shit. I'm too scared to dance. Too scared to dance. Well, you didn't know if you were going to touch something, you were going to get high, did you? Nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's well, that's the first when you, you know, that's one of the things with first going to raves. You're not just inexperienced with the music and the situation you're in. You're inexperienced a little bit with the culture. Social of, etiquette of raves. I yes, uh, suppose. I the play, <laughs> the social etiquette. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Or the rave etiquette, obviously. Uh, or what what's what's going on, as you say, behind the scenes. Uh, so uh, when you finally got the nerve to get up and go and dance, I remember I walked over to the the sort of kiosk thing. I bought a can of Coke or a can of Pepsi. And I thought, right, I'm going to drink this, then dance. And I just started dancing down the front. And um, there was on rays were on. They did a break for love. Break for love, yeah. Ah. yeah. Some guy called Ricky DeForce. I remember him on the flyer, but I don't know what he doing. I remember the name. I remember the name Ricky DeForce, I just don't know what he did. I don't know if it was an MC or he actually made music, I can't remember. I just remember seeing his name on the flyer. Yeah. 
Um, I think Nightmares on Wax were on that one as well. Oh, I'd love a bit of Nightmares on Wax. Yeah, yeah, I love a bit of Nightmares on Wax. The sort of later stuff I would have been into, but they've just been doing that for years and years, haven't they? Yeah, DJ E. Um, I E is like so. You're gonna you can imagine it. Uh, DJ E's. Yeah, E's. That's it. Um, I've seen him play a few different types of sort of like early '90s rave sets, I suppose, uh, um, <coughs> amongst everything else that he does and stuff like that. So, I great band, great band. I remember the commander done that tune. There's something going round inside my head. There's a massive whoop of bass. Yeah. The whole place was starting to shake. Because they were feeding up your heart and all that. And wow. Just got goosebumps thinking that again. Yeah, yeah. Incredible experience. You had something like that. Like, so I, I love those moments where all the arms stand up because you remember some moment. Oh, like yes, I. I like there's some sort of crowd moment when someone starts playing this absolute. Uh, there's a nightmares on wax moment that I that I've got from Glastonbury years and years ago, where they started playing a tune called Seventies Eighties. Um, and as they started playing 70s, 80s on this on this stand at the back end of Glastonbury, all of the fireworks started going off at R.E.M. at the main stage. So I'm standing there a little bit span. I'd listen to this absolutely banging tune, watching all the fireworks at R.E.M. without having to listen to Michael Stipe. Uh, it was probably brilliant, like, yeah, probably a brilliant moment. And it always sort of, uh, always makes me think of the old uh, hair standing up. I'm just looking on Wikipedia, because I was... Um Mystified by Rick, uh, Ricky DeForce? Yes. Ricky DeForce. But um, I can't find a Ricky DeForce, but a very similar Ricardo DeForce. Right. That's around <laughs> at the same time, but he was on on Port of KLF, Adamski, Fire Island. Oh, that's probably him then. Uh, yeah. Entrance at some points, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing it's the right about the same timeline. Yeah, maybe yeah. just maybe that's the evolution of his stage name. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Like, all the things that you can suppose because of Wikipedia, because we can't say it's real knowledge, because anyone can edit that shit. No, no. <laughs> like, anyone can edit that shit. So, of all of the tunes that played, are there any of ones that, any other ones that stood it to you? Yes, a track called Don't Mess This Beat by Neon. Wow. Oh, an absolute banger, that, like. Uh, we were just looking on Discogs again, or Trust on Discogs band, and the 1990 release on the Belgian, is it Belgian label? Yeah, Belgian yes, label Belgian. Target. Yeah. Amazing, and we were just talking. There's multiple, multiple versions of this tune out there. It's definitely yeah. the instrumental it, version that you need. And also do. been sampled a lot. In fact, uh, Spectra's one of uh, Spectra's tunes was was the sample from this. Ah, right. You cool. probably recognise it in Too Bad Mate from Scare. Yeah, that's the, tune ah, that's that the was, actual yeah. tune that it was. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I could cool. put a ding on that, but I haven't finished it yet. Fucking thankful. Well, <laughs> hey, I know, but I look, for, I look forward to that. Like, I <laughs> want to see that. That's what that's going to be the start around the 25th uh, ding anniversary. It has to be. It has I, to I, be. Just make, I just make shoes to piss out of you. It's fucking being a shit in my head. Uh, right, sound. Uh, so what we'll do for the first Ray of Memories tune is we'll play Neon. Don't mess with this beat. <laughs>
that was the first Rave Memory tune. That was Neon. Oh my Don't gosh. mess with the beat. That was the instrumental version. Don't forget, there's like millions of different versions out there. You've got to, it's got to be the instrumental version, according to Glenn, That's according to Mr. Smith. Fucking goosebumps off that like Goosebumps. Yeah, and if you do recognise that one, that was the SL2 bomb scare. No, it's two bad mice. Two bad mice bomb scare. There you go. That's where you'll recognise the sample from. So we'll shift straight on to section four, and section four is when we discuss festival fever. Section so, four. what sort of music gets you in the mood for a festival? Do you like festivals? Uh, <laughs> that's that's a no. That, that, that was that was. Uh, I like festivals are good enough. I just wander around all day, meeting random people and drinking random beers and things. Yeah, that's the thing that I love most about Aye. festivals is just the random bits that connect all of the music together, isn't it? Uh, you find random places and random music and. You get into just new music and new, uh, new people and all that, right? That's it. You, 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 you find the nice little hidden underground spots and festivals and the certain bars where you can go back to and get a decent pint for not that much and stuff like that. And, oh, I was like yeah. Boomtown earlier this year, right? Just walking around and find like side trance, side trance and uh, this big forest and all that. It was great. All right, so you went to Boomtown this year? I was playing on the Saturday night, did I play Saturday night? Right? Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wasn't at Boomtown. Boom I was going to Boomtown, but I really played Saturday. No, right, there we go. Probably the best gigs this year, I think. Boomtown was great. Yeah? So you were on. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, what is it about festivals that you love? You said you just like the wandering round and the banter, the random bits of patter between between the sets. That's it, I, I know the nice uh, cider I was drinking down Boomtown was good, I. Yeah, yeah, lots of people come back with stories about the cider. That's the one thing that uh, that, that, that makes me want to disappear down there. I, I do like a bit. I do like a bit of cider in the sunshine. Uh, do I, I. Yeah, I like a bit of cider in the I sunshine. Like the sunshine yeah, I know you're a fan of that as well. Oh, it's much better than drinking wham cans of lager, like. Aye. Much oh, better. Oh, fucking pissy lager in a plastic glass. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it's totally fair, like all the Dutch festivals, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh Jupla. Oh, Jupla. <laughs> Pints of that, is it like the little hogs of Jupla you'll get everywhere? Yeah, oh, yeah. God, that just gives you such heartburn <laughs> after a while. Half like, a half pint with a half pint head. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. And you definitely would have paid at least a munton for it. Two, <laughs> like, two and a half. A two and a half munton for it. Two, two and a half in uh, Prospect. <laughs> right, get in. So, like, what sort of tunes put you in the festival mood then? Steps, the summer of love. How about that? Way! <laughs> I think it's going to be a reoccurring feature in this, you talking about Steps. Greatest band in the world, apart from the Venga Boys. Way, we, we do love a bit of the Venga Boys. So you got to play after the Venga Boys as well, didn't you? Hi, Venga Boys warmed up for me, your bang face. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people I tell that, it's like, it's hilarious. It's like we went on we went on after fucking Venga Boys. It's so funny. It is so funny. <laughs> like, uh, I was telling people at uni about it and they were like, you, you what? Is that you played you played on the same bill as the Venga Boys? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> raved to the Venga Boys in one room and then went to the next room and rocked it out like it was fucking great. I uh, the leg at the time as well, didn't I? So I was holding around on me crutches. You did, oh, yeah, eh? Because you, you had the that to come pick you up from the from the the, the gate with a little with a little cord, didn't it? Ah, uh, some little golf cart thing. Yeah. So I couldn't walk to the uh, to my chalet. Uh, yeah, so you got crutches. you got carted around, didn't you? <laughs> ah, get in. Oh, it's funny the things you, the the things you remember, but also the things you forget. Yeah. Didn't you have one of those boots on or something? No, that was a couple of years ago when I had uh, done something with Miago. Oh, right. It was blue clutches I had. So he <laughs> fell off the stage like a bell end. <laughs> uh, I fell off the stage at Noise Kicks Tower Drying Party in Holland and snapped my leg in half. Oh, nice. What were you eating in the, in the hospital? Were you starving? They would only give you one thing to uh, eat. I was four days in the hospital in Utrecht. And uh, they'd come around every morning with the, the menu for the day. 
and all the food and stuff and you had to tick what you wanted because the menu was all in Dutch <laughs> the only thing I recognised on the menu was fromage cheese oh. so I was there for four days I had cheese sandwiches for breakfast cheese sandwiches for lunch oh. cheese sandwiches for dinner and oh. cheese sandwiches for Nah. Just like two two slices of sham white bread with white Edam cheese. And Actually, triangle triangle sandwiches. Oh <laughs> dear me! This is this is woman opposite next to her. She was getting an operation on a heat or something, and uh, that's like she was like sort of translating for us. And by the end of the, the last day, her husband bought a loads of stroop waffles for us. Stroopwafels. Oh, stroopwafels. Uh, I just to give us loads of them before I left. Oh, I've seen you on Facebook. Obviously, people keep bringing them back for you. The stroopwafels. The ones you put uh, over the top of your coffee. and uh, that, like, Oh, they're probably banging them. Are like, any good for me as a diabetic. Like, no, so, no, definitely like, not. Def definitely not. But, uh, but if you oh, get any, get them to me. Oh, that's it. We'll just pass them straight on. <laughs> just pass them straight on. If they get past the missus, that is. Like, if, if um, yeah. So, you've like obviously, you've done festivals at home and abroad then. Big, uh, big, big Gabba festivals out in Holland and the likes. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, what sort of tunes? Uh, what well, what sort of tunes would you normally play at a festival? The the Dutch festivals are well, every festival I played, I just play like, funny French core stuff and terror. Yeah. The first festival I done was two thousand and five in Nightmare Outdoor, Nightmare in Rotterdam on this massive beach. Right. And uh, I had what they call the Tunnel of Terror. The Tunnel of Terror. Yeah. 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 So this big tent, it's like a big long narrow tent. I played in there. I remember, I think one of the Star Wars episode one night might have came out at that right about that time. So I played loads of Star Wars tunes. Right. You know the speed freak tunes, the Star Wars samples, stuff yeah. like that, all the shot wave stuff. So that went down pretty well. That's probably one of the definitely the top ten gigs I've done. Like yeah. Outdoor, it was great. All oh, right, sound. Right, it sounds like you've had a lot of good experiences with festivals and outdoor noises. I like to refer to it as. Uh, I've done Decibel as well, Ground Zero a couple of times, a couple of outdoor things in Italy, done Hard Shock three times, uh, over here, the Kidstock parties. Oh, aye. Them were quite good. Uh, Cubase last year, which was very good. Uh, played the last of Cubase, about oh, 6,000 people in the big bunk or something for the last hour, it was quite good. Right, I fell off the stage then as well, fuck me ribs. Bloody <laughs> hell. But I wasn't in the hospital. You can see that there's a running theme going here. <laughs> yeah, it's not called the Frank Spencer of Hardcore for, for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to like boil down all of these experiences into one tune, what one tune sort of signifies your festival experience? Well, it's sort of not really a festival experience, but more of like a summary type tune that always makes you happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tune called Flute On by Seki. It's, ah. not, it's not what you expect. <laughs> it's not what you expect, I would like, but it's quite funky. Oh, well, that, that, that's it. I mean, you, you do you when it comes to music. Like that, 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 we'll, we'll get to discuss that a little bit later when we talk about guilty pleasures. I just remembered as well, when I got this vinyl, I used to come home from school and come home from school pissed off. I used to put it on upstairs before my team just jump around and be happy. Ah, oh, so <laughs> it's your happy space tune. Like, uh, there you go. It's your little happy space tune. Well, it. Uh, it sounds like it's totally appropriate to be playing. So for the Festival Fever moment, this is Sechi with Flute On. Wee! <laughs> Da 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 da
Festival Fever Moment, and that was Flute On by Sechi. Well, Sechi is how I'm pronouncing it in any case. Uh, Let's go with that. Let's go with that. It's some sort of Italian disco from uh, released in 1990. 1990, yeah, there we go. So we'll stroll straight into section five, which is the shared discovery section. This is the section of the podcast where 
we ask Glenn to share, or whoever's on, not always, it's not always Glenn, but we'll uh, ask our guests to share with everyone artists that they've discovered that they think more people should be listening to, as well as a little bit about what they've got coming up. So, um, is there anything that people should be watching out for coming up from you anytime soon, Smith? Hi, yeah, hi. At the moment, for me, the French Gone Tower seems pretty shit, and the music's probably the worst it's ever been, in my opinion. <laughs> right. So, there's not many <laughs> interesting people that are sort of like. Uh, but there's one guy from Germany called Mr. Bassmeister. Now, we made a track last year called Sex Beast. Sex Beast. That came out on Quebec Records, which is the DJ Meat Hunkies label. Meat Hunkie. Meat Sorry, that, that, that's... I'm calling that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like a French chord tune, but it's got a it's got a funny sample about some woman saying, uh, I'll be your sex beast or something, going, would you buy me a handbag and something like that, so it's quite on my street. Quite yeah, it's just something a bit daft that everyone uh, can get into. Uh, French Girl has got a quite nice melody in as well, squeaky, squeaky melody. Right. So he's in fact with me eyes. Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Should we just dive straight into that and let everyone have an earful? Wax out, wax on. Wax out, wax on. So <laughs> this is uh, nice and short and simple. This is from the Sex Beast EP by Mr. Bassmeister. Pasha of Natasha bought a new Gucci bag. You know, I want the same, but mine should be black. Would you buy it from your baby? And I suck you in bed. If that's not enough, I give you anal for that. yours. I'm naked and I'm ready for the intercourse. Don't be shy, don't be soft, don't be quick. Take me hard, take me fast. Be a sex beast. Beast. 
Beast Meister. Beast Meister. Beast Meister. Sex Beast on uh, Meetangy Records. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> don't look for Meetangy Records. That was Please don't. Me, no, so Meetangy is label Quebec. Quebec yeah, it's gone Quebec or Quebec or. Well, Quebec like or like the wrestlers, the Quebecers. Ah, the Quebec Ors. Yeah. Ah. You see, this wrestling podcast got to happen sooner or later. Yeah, I know, it's going to happen. Uh, it's it's going to happen sooner or later. So, uh, next, hands in the air moment, Gavin. It is. So, Addy, set the scene. You're pushing through, bumping through, little Jimmy Somerville, pushing to the front, work up the courage to dance, you've got your can of coke, <laughs> tune comes on, do you put your hands in the air, or are you giving it the proper base face, screw face, head down? Hands in the air for me, boys. Yeah, oh. there we go. We're all going to do a tally chart somewhere. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll eventually I'll start. He's looking, you're, looking up, you're looking around the walls to see whereabouts you're going to draw yeah. a tally chart. <laughs> I was thinking about where we'll put a whiteboard. Oh, like the whiteboard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there, yeah. That's exactly where we're going to put it. That is exactly where we'll put it. Right, okay. By the by, the next show, we will have a run-in tally. So we'll we tell said you. We were going to work it out, weren't we? We did, yeah. That, that was a whole couple of days ago. Because we'll, yeah. we'll, we it's, have been, just, it's been a blur since then. Yeah, it has. Like, it, it's, like, life's pretty much been a blur since we got back from Leeds, hasn't it? Yeah. Right, okay, cool. So this is the arms in the air moment for you then. So what sort of tunes make you wing those little arms in the air? Well, I've got to say it's the Vanga Bus by the Vanga Boys. I absolutely fucking love that tune. and <laughs> have no problems in saying that my armpits are well and truly on show every time that comes on. There's something about that band, like all of them, all of the tunes just make, just, they put a smile on your face. This is cheesy, happy, harmless fun, isn't it? It is cheesy, happy, cheesy, happy arms in the air fun. Um... So is there anything else that sort of gets you in that arms in the air move? Ah, yeah, last year. Well, this year, a few months ago, went down to London to see Run DMC. Amazing. So I've been wanting to see them for years and years and years, so that was a special how, moment. How good were they? Actually incredible. Yeah. Best night of my life. Oh, right, amazing. I love it when you go and see someone like that and it really, like, I went to go and see the Wu-Tang Clan in Manchester years ago and they were just, they were fucking excellent. Oh, and it was mind. everything that I wanted them to be. So I'm glad you went to go and see Run DMC and they were the same, like. Ah, I was crying off it through the event, man. Really? Down there, like, I was like, fucking hell, then uh, it's tricky came on, that was my hands in the air moment for that. Oh, uh, so what we've done there is we've went from emotional screw face of Mike to yeah. emotional hands in the air of Smurf. There we are. And crying. Yeah, that's it. That like, So the arms are in the air, but there's definitely, that, there's definitely tears. tears at the same time. Aye. So we've gone from an emotional screw face there's to an emotional, emotional arms in the air. Two more categories. Hashtag emotional music. Emotion. Oh, there we go. If there's a video, we'll post it online and we'll put it on the comments. Now that spoilers are you can do what you want. Yeah, that's it. Everyone knows. Yeah, spoilers are kosh. Mega dang. So what other sort of bits and pieces make you wing those arms in the air? We've said the Venga Boys and we've said that you did it during Tricky. And I think if you go to sort of rave, hands the air moments, it's got to be... Media Dream by Dream Your Dream on Bonsai Records. Ah, Ooh, now there's a tune like yeah. We were just looking at this release and saying uh, that's a 1994 release on Bonsai. Um, or if you were around Newcastle back in the day, it came out on a very dodgy white label that was uh, only available for Bass Generator Records. On the wrong speed as well. Right? On the wrong speed. Plus eight. I heard it. Uh, Bass Generator's opening set at Resident Two. I played it there. Right? Yeah, that was the first track. I remember. True, actually, that's when I couldn't take, I couldn't swallow pingers back then, so I had to put in a burger, then eat the burger, and then I bit into the pinger, and then sucked the rest of the burger down, like, <laughs> a, like a heron eating a fish, <laughs> then ran across into the tent. 
You <laughs> amazing. Sounds delightful. Uh, the things that people used to do for the rave, you know what I mean? Breaking a, <laughs> breaking a burger pinger down, jeebus. Right, okay, so um, what we'll do is, is we'll just get everyone out there's arms in the air. Uh, this is Dream from the from the 3 EP? Or is that the Ill EP? Uh, Dream Dream 3, I think. Dream Ill. Dream, yeah, it's three. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely 3. So it's Dreamy Dream 3. Uh, and the tune is called Mayday Dream. Get your rave on.
That was Dream Your Dream 3, Mayday Dream, and that was Smurf's tune for section six of the Omni Rave podcast. That's the arms in the air moment. Yeah. And he was confirmed as an emotional arms in the air type of gentleman. Yes. So, I've done a French Gold bootleg of that as well, which I'll probably give away in January or February for free. There we go. So there'll be a, a bit more a bit more tunage to come. Yes. Um, if we're lucky, he'll come back and post it in the comments below everything. Um, either that or we'll get Addy to remember to do that, seeing as he is the I'm king. Pretty, I'm pretty good at that. Like, he's the king of social media. Remembering how to do things. Of remembering to post shite. Yes, I'm good at posting shite. Ah. <laughs> right, sound. So what we'll do is we'll shift straight into section seven of the podcast. And this is the section where we asked Glenn to dedicate a tune to someone. So... Is there anyone special out there that you would like to dedicate the tune to? We've just listened to the tune, that's why I'm laughing. But um, is there someone special out there that you'd like to play some music for? Well, this was a hard one, because I, I was going to think of something to dedicate to Addy, like one of the tunes that he doesn't like, but there's you, not have You could have picked um, your remix of YMCA, that was out of time. <laughs> I was in time for about a minute. For about a minute of it. You really just shook my head for the rest of it. I blame the Migas on that. <laughs> I like I like I like the walk vaguely an Egyptian one. That's that's that's, that's such a good tune. Aye. Aye, with all with all with all the just the insane kicks. <laughs> no, there's quite a lot that he doesn't like by there. So that was a hard one, so I went for dedicate the tune to DJ Plague, my old sparring partner from Canada. DJ Plague is a cunt. <laughs> um I first met DJ Plague in two thousand and four, I think, at a party in Holland called I Hate Trance. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ironic because I absolutely hate trance as well, so uh, I, I I would have loved that. I was like proper wild speak up party, like proper. <laughs> you you would have hated it, Gav. Oh really? <laughs> yes. I was all like like helicopter speed call, machine gun speed call. Oh jeebus! Yeah, okay, yeah. All headache call. And uh, sort of plague, sort of play the similar sort of style as me, though like sort of happy terror as you call it now, like shockwave stuff, all the Hoover samples, rap samples, and all like that, and Aye. sort of. Became mates, bonded over music, we've done a few epic battles in Holland, including the Smurf vs. Playground 1 at Hellraiser vs. Mega Rave. Uh, if you search for that online on YouTube, it's a funny video we've done. It's 8,000 people at 7 o'clock in the morning, half 7 in the morning. It's on a half hour live PA. And just beat the shit out of each other on stage. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go hunting for that one. Well, if you want to go and hunt for this tune, you can find this tune on YouTube as well. We're just hunting for it. Um, you've just got to change the spelling of the C word to a Geordie representation of it. So, um, Kent, K-E-R-N-T. Um, but you'll definitely find it as that. Um, so, uh, for DJ Plague, your, uh, your sparring partner. And DJ the man. Plague, you are a cunt. Uh, <laughs> <here we go. laughs> Cunt. 
spell it, you cunt. C-U-N-T, cunt. Cunt. That was the dedication tune played for DJ Plague, and that is DJ Plague is, is a, a cunt. is a cunt, um, uh, uh, which is being played for DJ Plague by DJ Smith, which is which is nice, isn't it? We'll yeah. tag Plague and that you like it. Yeah, he will. He will. We'll, we might even send out a special tweet and tag everyone up in it, just to you know, just to commemorate the moment. Ah, uh, you like that, I think. Ah, good, good, good. Um, mm. Right, okay. 
Speaking of things that are good, uh, should we move straight into the guilty pleasure section? Addy? To things that are bad. To things. And to be fair, half this li- half this list could have been on a fucking guilty pleasures. <laughs> it could Terrible. Have been, it could have been on someone's guilty pleasures list. Um, so Terrible. this is the moment where uh, we invite our guest to uh, admit that they have any sort of guilty pleasures for music out there. So uh, Smurf, have you got much? by the way of guilty pleasures when it comes to music or does everyone know your guilty pleasures? I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure I'm more of a splendid pleasure a splendid be, pleasure it's got to be Steps and the Vanga Boys oh, the mix that, Steps, <laughs> the Vanga Boys the little so just the che- the cheesiest of the cheesy pop uh, the cheesy cheesy pop that gets you all dancing and happy yeah you were telling us before about a time when you went to see Steps concurrent days in a row Yes, I went to see them four times in a row by complete accident. <laughs> you don't go and see the same band four times in a row by accident. Tell everyone what happened. Um, Steps on the first tour, I can't remember what year it was, 1996 or seven. Was that the time where you were the five-time, five-time, five-time Stepsian champion of the world? <laughs> so I got, I got tickets for <clears throat> the Steps concert on the Saturday in Newcastle Arena for maybe girlfriend, I think, and at the time, and two other friends. But somehow I managed to get tickets for the Tuesday as well. And I don't know how I done that. So I went on the Saturday, I went on the Tuesday. And then me and Rob S, Rob Sonaf, some GGM days. Rodney Munch. Rodney, Posh Rod as we call him now, because he moved the list and he talks Al Posh. <laughs> fucking weird ass accent, <laughs> Posh Rod. So I mean, him went on the Thursday night and went loads of signs saying, my, my mum loves H, H, when I come to mind for tea and all this. Right. And uh, pretty pissed. And had glow sticks and daft hats on and all that and I've spent about £100 each on their merchandise at the merchandise store right put them all in carrier bags after the concert went to the pub got smashed in the pub Jack Daniels what have you went home woke up the next morning phone up Rob Robbie you got me bag with my t-shirts in because no I thought you had them fuck so we left the bag in the pub with all the t-shirts and postcards and all this shit right so the next day Steps was still on at the university uh, the, the uni uh, the uni the, the arena you cost arena aye, aye. So I went in before the concert started, but the ticket office and said the wifey, is there any chance we can go in and get some t-shirts because we came last night and they bought us the t-shirts and lost them. She goes, yeah, I'll try, I'll see if I can let you in. And I goes to Robert, I'll see if there's any tickets left, I'm just going to gain it. So I said to the wifey, got any tickets left? He said, yeah, we've got two or three at the back. So I fuck it. Went in again. Put those mud t-shirts, a big sponge, pointy fingers. There was also the same day as the Judgment Day down um, after dark down, I don't know what Shields or Sunderland at the time. Yeah. So after the after the Steps concert, me and Rob S came the Judgment Day, all these Steps fingers on, Steps t-shirts, Steps scarves and everything around my neck and bags of t-shirts, Steps glow sticks and everything, so that was quite an experience. This this doesn't sound like it's a guilty pleasure, it sounds like it's something that you, I, I mean I've seen you play, I've seen you play <laughs> sets. I've seen you play sets in your Steps t-shirts. Ah, I've still got like, those in the house. You've still got them in the house? I've got a, a wardrobe dedicated to the concert t-shirts, all the K t-shirts and Steps and Venga Boys and everything. You've got a wardrobe just for just for t-shirts <laughs> that you've bought at gigs like that? That's amazing. That's proper dedication to it, that is. It's less of a guilty pleasure and more of an, uh, a morbid obsession, it sounds like. Possibly, eh? Right, okay, sound. So, uh, I understand that the tune that you sent me to play is a bit of a Steps mega mix. Yes, that's the one. Well, I hope that everyone's ready. Um, uh, let's see whether or not this can get more heat than the one that Pegs brought up. This is a mega mix of lots of tunes by Steps for everyone to listen to. You're going to love it. Six pounds a ship in a two pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a hit, Adamson.
Way that was steps, and um, hopefully we've still. Hello, hello uh, 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 is everyone still there? <laughs> hello, podcasters. Um, uh, that was steps, and that was a bit of a mega mix, which is the guilty pleasure of Glenn, uh, aka DJ Smith. Um, uh, and we're rolling on through them now. We're down to two last sections, Addy. Uh, we're Can down. Can you say that last section that was a tragedy? But oh, 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 oh. So, yeah, trying, trying to think of other steps pun, unable to think of another steps pun. Um, yeah, I've gave up. Yeah, unable to think, of, <laughs> unable to think of another steps pun. Can't remember that tunes enough. Um, I think it's time to talk about goats. Um, so, who would you say is the greatest of all time, Mister Smith? Uh, the greatest of all time. I've got two people. Right. One, I'm going to say is the greatest of all time as a producer. I'm going to say the Speed Freak. Right. Okay. Um, legend, absolute legend. I've got so many of his records. He so, works under so many aliases, That's it, yeah. almost as many as Roughneck. <laughs> yeah, you're buying all the shockwave vinyl in the old days and all different yeah, names, so all by one person. Yeah, so many good tunes, all different names. So you know, worked out it's actually the Speed Freak, one of all these mad aliases. His tunes are like just like full of samples and Hoovers and old mashup style and all that from olden days. Yeah, yeah. From olden days. Olden days. From olden days at techno. Aye. So then we're like. Tunes I love back then because they totally fit my style, like the music, hip hop, rap samples, mashups, old school samples, stuff like that. And he's still doing it to this day. Mint. Uh, and you said you've also got a DJ down as well. Uh, you can't have a greatest of all time without mentioning Lenny D. He was mine. Yeah, was mine. He, yeah. Was, he was Addy's mention for the, the greatest of all time. Like, there's, there's something about Lenny D live, isn't there? Yeah, I've never seen anybody work a crowd as Lenny. You can read a crowd perfectly and just change everything. I remember one time we'd done this gig in um, Austria, and then um, was like a big, like a big school hall, I think. Right. And Lenny D was on first for about two hours, and he started off playing techno, and he just build it up and build it up and build it up, and the crowd just come in, and you could see the crowd reacting to the different sort of shift and style and all that. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely incredible to watch. It's amazing watching someone hone their craft so well like that. We were saying this about the DJ producer. Ah, uh, yeah, um, the same, yeah. There's something really clinical about the way that Luke DJs, um, like the, the the way producer DJs, and the way that he like builds up and just you can feel everything getting more and more and more and more until you reach the climax that he sets. And Lenny D is very much like that as well. Yeah, man, that's that's what you call the art of DJing, or I would call the art of DJing, which is sadly missed these days, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe you need to write a book about it, The Art of DJing by DJ Smith, to like remind Smith. people. Smith's already wrote a book. I've got You've, two books. You've got two books? Yes. Why don't, why don't I know anything about these Not books? What's the called the, 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 I'll go, go Glenn. Go Glenn. Glenn. Wait, really book machine? Wait, really machine. The Smelly Pledger? No, I've never heard either of them. Oh, what, two story books in the 90s? <laughs> What's uh, We'll put a link up for that as well. Yes. Hard there. Like, are these kids' books? Or are they just oh, like, no, they're just random books of shenanigans I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go out of my way to get them it's a fairy tale the smelly fudge has about a giant wellington boot that goes around uh, kicking planets sort of based on Star Wars right and instead of TIE fighters you've got heel grips (laughs) (laughs) in the the wheelie boot machine there's about I think it's a roller skate that goes around (laughs) it's a roller skate that goes around this fairy tale company with a king called King Crossword and he talks on a he talks like a crossword clue amazing 
So you've got to work out what he's saying by this big like long crossword clue thing. Oh, so so, so he just lives in riddles basically. Aye. That's amazing. Pinger fueled fairy tales. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go out of my way to find these. Like what we might do is is we might try and get the books and get you to do a reading. I've so that, can we can we arrange? We we've got to arrange that, haven't we? We've got to, we've got yes. to get that sorted out. We'll get you to read the books like like Stephen Fry style. I was actually we'll, gonna get somebody to do with them as a cartoon once. Like the comic sort of strip of them, which uh, would be quite interesting, I think. That's another thing that we should definitely make happen. But we I should definitely make happen. I still have the Word document, so I'll put them online. I think they might be on my Facebook page somewhere, by the way. That's, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> I know we've got a little bit off topic from goats there, but uh, that, that's absolutely brilliant. So, um, Speed Freak for the best producer because of like just the way that he mixes all of the styles together? Yeah, and he's uh, quite innovative. He's still going these days. He's progressed and he made really good French core stuff. Now he's doing something called Gabba Disco. Addy's shaking his head. Is no, no, I like Speed Freak. He's, he's, I can't say anything bad about the, oh, the fellow. He's absolutely world class. Right. He, he did Gabba Disco back in the day on Shockwave as well, didn't he? Uh, it's sort of being reinvented as, as a sort of hard, hard tech style. Right. But they just mesh bashing loads of 70s and 80s samples and all that, and that's quite amusing. Right. Quite non serious, good fun. That's Gabba Disco. Ah, well, there we go. Who else is in Gabba Disco? Mutante. Oh, Mutanti. Mutanti. Oh, Mutanti. <laughs> oh, amazing. I, yeah. thought, I thought there was somebody else I recognised in there. <laughs> so, I am never going to live that mispronunciation. Down. Good old meat hanky. Oh, good old meat hanky, yeah. It's just as good as fucking square tits. Um, right, okay. What you are, Square tits. Square tits is what someone once called square pusher in, in front of us. And that he will be forever square tits in my eyes now. Like He's just he's never going to be anything but square tits. Yeah, um, oh, good old Sporpio. Sporpio on the Judgment Day Flyer. <laughs> Um, so if you had to pick one tune by Speed Freak to represent uh, all of his shenanigans? Yes, I would say Hated, Rap Samples by Lug Biscuit, um, Heavy Metal, Guitar Samples, and Star Wars Samples. Amazing. Check it out. Everything's, better than that, like. yes. everything's squeezed into one. This is the Speed Freak and this is Hatred.
machine is now alive. Doing housing in your life. There's no use to hold me back. I am ready to adapt. The machine is now alive. Doing housing in your life. There's no use to hold me back. You don't want that. That was hated, that was the Speed Freak, and that was the choice that was played for the GOAT. That was the GOAT that was picked by DJ Smith, who's I mean, sitting just across of her. Definitely agreed that he is a GOAT. Massive yeah. GOAT. Yeah. Um, and he did mention he gave a shout-out to Lenny D as well as like the, as de- the, best, as DJ. the best DJ out there, which is something which that... Which is a great agree. Yeah, something that we've discussed on the podcast before. 
Um, right, well, we're gearing down. It's been really good having you here and having a having a decent sit down and a chat. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 been a bit different. Normally, when we meet, it's a frantic one at a club or. Uh, or as a, a, a bang face when you come to share the chalet with her for a day uh, for a day <laughs> for a day with you getting um wheel, you were getting wheel around as well of course because you were Aye. on your crutches. Um it's time to wheel down and start talking about personal anthems and it's a two and a one I go. Amazing! We seem to have picked up a seal. We've picked up a seal. Seal call. Um, seal call. Um, so you've picked two <laughs> tunes uh, for your personal anthem section. Do you want to talk us through a little bit about those sort of tunes? So, what sort of tunes get you get get you going? Your personal anthem tunes. Well, I picked two because I'm sort of known as like an old school DJ as well as I do lots of old school sets, and also as the Gabba DJ if you want to call it Gabba. Yeah. So I had to pick one from each era. Yeah, sound. So we've more. got a bit of old school and a bit of Gabba. Or I'll get a French call. It's actually Gabba, this one. It's actually Gabba, this All one. Right. Ah, there we go. <laughs> you call it Gabba. Uh, so the first one is an old school tune called Le Seigneur de Tenebre by Pleasure Game. It's an old Belgium tune that came out in 1991. Um, if anybody's ever seen this documentary on BBC Two, that came out sometime in the night, around about 1992, it was a documentary about a rave called Nocturnal. Right. Hamilton, the big old night that that happened. Oh, the, 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 was one that the, the, beast? the one at the farm. The beast died with yeah. a big, uh, the flyer was like a mask. I think I might have a flyer still somewhere. I'd, I'd, somewhere, Jesus. If there's a flyer, there'll be a poster in the comment. There'll, there'll be a picture in the comments somewhere. So I'm, 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 I'm going to try to find the, uh, the actual documentary. I'm sure I've, I've seen it on YouTube. I've got the flyers all on me. PC like. Yeah. So when um, this documentary came out and um, they had these guys on stage called the Promobots, which are like, Two robots called Adam and Eve, talking right. like metal robots, and they're dancing around. The lasers bouncing off the morons, quite, quite a spectacle to see. And when they're on this documentary, this tune was in the background, and this is the tune. It was ever since then. It was called the people called it the Promo Watts tune, which is actually this pleasure game tune. Ah, so um, yeah, well, we'll play this one first. Do you want to pronounce the name of that one? I like. I will absolutely butcher it. So do you want to go again? I think it's Le Seigneur de Tenebre. Le Seigneur, all oh, the Protobots tune. Promobots tune, I Promobots. Guess. Right, cool. Well, let's that's, that's, that's get that one playing first. Guess the sample halfway through. Je suis Le Seigneur de Tenebre.
was Smurf's personal anthem, that was Pleasure Game, and that is called Lezzer Siggins Des Terribles. <laughs> ah, he's done well. Um, and because you've played your wild card, there's another track to And as you said, yeah, you're going to play a bit of Gabba for everyone as well as a bit of old school. So what have you gone for for this one? Uh, this is from the Gabba era. It's a track called Comply by the Hardcore Fiends oh. in Australia. Oh. This combines combines hoovers and guitars. One of my favourite combinations. I've also done a remix of this tune, which I'm quite happy about. Which just took about three years to get out. It's not released yet, as of yet. But uh, sooner or later, you will be able to get your hands on it. Um, sound. So let's uh, play the original. Then uh, this is Hardcore Fiends with Comply. Ooh. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. You now have 15 seconds to comply. You are in direct violation of Penal Code 113, Section 9. You now have 5 seconds to comply. 4, 3, 2, 1. I am now authorized to use physical force.
Good night. That was Comply by Hardcore Fiends, and that was the last personal anthem tune picked by Glenn. DJ Smurf. Um, uh, it's been spot on. It's been lovely having you on. Um, uh, as we say, you've been the most requested person that we've had so far. Um, everyone, everyone seems to want to hear your banger, so we'll let you, uh, we'll let you know how many downloads you get as soon as, you, as soon as we know what's going on. Um, stats, stats, stats. You gotta love a bit of the stats and stuff. Stat like man. Stat man. I'm a stat man. <laughs> And so we have made it to the end of another episode of the On the Road podcast, Daddy. We got there. We got there at last. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to Glenn for coming and sitting in with her. Uh, um, uh, and much now, appreciated. Yeah, much appreciated, much appreciated you little blue bastard. Um, uh, now is the time where we sit and remind you that you can catch us on Facebook at On The Rave. Mm-hmm. You can catch us on Twitter oh. at On The Rave. And you can catch us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash On The Rave. We are powered by Podbean. And fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Basement Snacks on Ridley Place at any time and scream at Don's 
on the rave. And you get 10% off all of your snacks and coffees. We've literally just come from there where we both had avocado and poached egg on toast. And it was banging. It was. It was absolutely banging. Get yourself there. So we've come to that point of the night where Addy gets his white jacket on and does his best Rick Sanchez impression. So, Addy, it's time for some motherfucking science. let's, Let's go in deep and hard and broken. Let's get the scientific shit on the go for some break or brilliance from Venetian snares. Oh, this is dance like you're selling nails. Oh, amazing! Um, and we are now officially off the rave. <laughs> 